America was forged on Judeo-Christian values, principles derived from God's holy word, the Bible. The farther we move away from those standards, ethics and morals, the weaker we become as a nation. Prophecies foretell there will be a separation in the end time. Those that would move towards Jesus Christ and others who will move and follow after the Antichrist. Well, we will talk about that ongoing separation in America on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. I want to say very quickly, thank you so much for your prayers. Uh, Last week, I had an upper respiratory uh, infection that would just completely clogged me up and I could just barely talk. And so uh, it was ongoing for a week. I, I never had anything like that before, but I do thank you for your prayers. I feel a whole lot better. And I'm very thankful to be back here with you today. We're going to talk about the end time separation. I talked to my father-in-law about this years ago. And he said, Dave... Now, my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, most of you would know him. I know we've got a lot of new listeners and things. But he said, Dave, in the end time, there's going to be a separation. There has to be. Those that would follow after... The Antichrist, they're just going to get that mindset. I've got to follow after the world government, follow after the Antichrist. And the Bible says that's going to happen. And we'll get to that in a moment. But then also there will be those, thankfully, that will go into the arms of Jesus Christ and that believe in the Bible and that trust God's Word and that will stick with Him all the way to the rapture. Now... I want you to consider a setting with me very quickly. The children of Israel, come; they made the exodus out of Egypt. They go out into the wilderness. God gives Moses the temple, the uh, tabernacle plan. They come to Mount Sinai. And he goes up on Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments, the law from God. But he's there longer than the children of Israel thought he should have been. So what do they do? They commit a grievous sin. They go into idolatry and they tell Aaron to make them a god. He makes them a god of a golden heifer and a golden calf. And he gets all their jewelry. They make the golden calf. And he said, Aaron actually says, these be the gods that brought you out of Egypt. I mean, it's an unthinkable scenario. To think that all God had done for them, miraculously, with the ten plagues, getting them out of Egypt, taking them through the Red Sea, and destroying Pharaoh's army behind them while they were still in the Red Sea, parting the Red Sea, and they go through on dry ground. 
God miraculously delivers them and then they go and they follow a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. I mean, it's just one miracle after another. And then they come to this, and because Moses stays up there too long, the Bible says he delayed his, his uh, return, that they had create this red, uh, this, uh, red heifer. They create a red, uh, golden calf. Well, when Moses comes back down, he is vehement. And in Genesis 32, 26, Moses makes this statement, and I'm going to ask this to you today. Genesis 32, 26, the Bible says, Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? That's my question to you today. Going off into the end time, staring the second coming of Jesus Christ right in the, in the face, who is on the Lord's side? Because you can see in America, there's becoming a, a separation here. And the Bible says that's how it will be in the end time. When Jesus comes back, you will either be a saint or you'll be a sinner. You'll either be a wheat or a tare. You'll either be a sheep or a goat. You'll either be saved or lost. And so, who is on the Lord's side? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8 through 12. The Bible says, And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of, of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish, because... They receive not a love for the truth. This is very important. Have you received a love for the truth? There's a separation in America right now. Those that believe the Bible and have received a love for the truth and those that do not, absolutely do not believe the Bible, don't pay any attention to it, and do not love the truth. The Bible says these individuals, they receive not a love for the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Folks, what I am seeing in America right now is a move towards God and a, and a spiritual revival. God is setting the stage for that. But on the other hand, I'm seeing people completely disregard God, pushing God out of society, not pay any attention to the Bible, and that do not believe in the Bible at all. They could care less about the things of God, but they will rue the day because there's coming a time of judgment and accountability, and it's not very far off. David Friedman, who served as uh, United States, what he was the ambassador to Israel under the uh, President Trump's administration. He... Um, gave a speech, America's Biblical Roots. And I know I'll probably do it on the other side of the break here, but I want to read a few excerpts from his speech while he was receiving the Guardian of Zion Award from the Barlon uh, University's Inborg Rennert Center for Jerusalem Studies. I'm going to read some excerpts because he talks about our Judeo-Christian 
foundation here in America. But I'm telling you, everybody, not everybody believes that. There are people that are moving us clear off of that and wanting to um, advocate for murder or abortion and to advocate for certain lifestyles that are diametrically opposed to the Word of God. There are people here in America trying to completely erase our Judeo-Christian principled foundation from our mindset, and you cannot let that happen. Again, my question to you today is, who is on the Lord's side? Just like Moses posed to the children of Israel at Mount Sinai. In the Bible, God gave us a timeline from the beginning to the end of the age. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching our brand new video, The Future According to Bible Prophecy. Get your DVD of The Future According to Bible Prophecy free with a gift of any amount. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime. That's endtime.com slash future or 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. I'm going to get off into David Friedman's speech, which you certainly will want to hear. But I've got a quick announcement. Next Thursday night, uh, not this upcoming, but a week from Thursday night, May 19th, I will be down in Kaufman, Texas, um, at the Kaufman First Church. And it's 7650 FM 1388. The facility is the Grace Fellowship Baptist Church. And... I will be teaching the future according to Bible prophecy down there, giving a few updates. And so certainly would love to see you down there. It's at 7 p.m. And all the information is on our website. Just go to the events and the conferences tab and would love to see you down there. It's on a Thursday evening and it's a little bit different. And so would love to see you down there. Normally our conferences Friday and Saturday. This one's on a Thursday evening only. So everybody in that surrounding area, I'd love to see you down there at that conference. What a great time we will have. Now, David David Friedman's speech, 
our ambassador to Israel under President Trump. He says this, The Bible, so much of which is predicated upon God's covenant to our forefathers to install and then later to restore, is foundational to the principles on which America was founded. Folks, we don't ever need to forget that. America founded as a Judeo-Christian, a Christian-based entity. He said, make no mistake that the values of the Bible are deeply infused within our foundational roots. And it is the God-given nature of those values that makes them unique and that makes America so great. The Bible is God's gift to humankind, the formula for how we are to lead a just, fulfilling, and meaningful life. By many accounts, certain, certainly David's, it is the most important written work of all time. I mean, he asked, what is in second place? He says, well, we can debate that, but David's suggestion is the United States Declaration of Independence. The, the brilliant document fundamentally changed the way in which we think about the relationship between a government and its citizens. The Declaration of Independence provided that every human being was created equal and endowed by their Creator. Remember those words, by their Creator, with certain unalienable rights, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The notion that essential human rights came from God and no man was a revolutionary concept, it made those rights permanent, undeniable, non-negotiable, and immune from the vagaries of politics. How did our founding fathers know which rights God considered unalienable? Well, our founders knew because they all read the Bible. Wouldn't it be nice if some of our leaders today would pick up that old book and read it, right? He says, There can be no question that the American Republic was sculpted from the lessons of the Bible. So, not surprisingly, all of the unalienable rights identified in the Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, find their home in the Bible itself. Undoubtedly, the strongest single influence on the drafters of the Declaration of Independence. <clears throat> so he says, as we sit here this evening in Jerusalem, <clears throat> about a kilometer from the ancient city of David, we can't help but see not only the biblical roots of America, but the geographical ones as well. Not only were our founders strongly influenced by the Bible, but we also know from where that influence was derived. Understanding America's biblical heritage also is to understand why the United States <clears throat> opened a consulate in Jerusalem back in 1844. Did you know that? 104 years before the state of Israel came, even came into existence. At which time, the new consul general planted a, an American flag at the Jaffa Gate and declared that the United States of America hereby extends its protection to the Jews of Jerusalem. Now this is way before 1948, folks. It is also to understand why almost every state in the Union has cities and towns named after cities and towns 
in biblical Israel. From Bethlehem, Shiloh, Bethel, Hebron, um, Jericho, Nazareth, to Zion, and even Jerusalem. And it's also to understand why President Harry Truman caused the United States to be the first nation to recognize the reborn state of Israel in uh, 1948. I think it was 11 minutes after they declared declaration, their declaration of independence. And it is also understood why in 1995, the United States Senate and the United States House of Representatives, by overwhelming majorities, passed the Jerusalem Embassy Act, recognizing Jerusalem as the undivided capital of Israel and mandating the transfer of our embassy to Jerusalem. It's also understood um, that why every president since Bill Clinton has promised to move our embassy to Jerusalem or at least to maintain its character as the undivided capital of Israel, although... He points out that only one kept his promise. Obviously, that was President Trump. And finally, it's also, um, we need to understand why today the United States Embassy profoundly stands in the undivided city of Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the Jewish state. I mean, folks, we are super glued to Israel. And I am very, very thankful that we are. Why are we? Because we have the Judeo-Christian foundational principle of this country. David Friedman goes on and says, Indeed, just before leaving office, together with Chairman Paul Packer of the President's Commission on the Preservation of American Heritage Abroad, officially recognized the city of David in Jerusalem, the place where the biblical kings ruled and the prophets preached as an American heritage site. America's physical beginnings may be traced back to Plymouth Rock, Valley Forge, the Continental Congress, the Constitutional Convention, the 4th of July, and and other important points of historical reference. But America's spiritual beginning, its bedrock foundational principles, its understanding of the God-given rights of every human being, that spiritual beginning occurred with the words of Isaiah, the word of the Lord emerging from Jerusalem. Do Jews betray a dual loyalty when they support Israel? Absolutely not. Jews who support Israel stand for the very best of our American heritage and our American values. So many of us today look to our capital in Washington, D.C. with such confusion, bewilderment, and disappointment. Who are we as Americans, David asked himself. What, are we, what, what have we become? What do we stand for? Why? Because our moral compass in many ways has just been thrown in the trash can. He's, he goes on to say, where we used to feel such pride and confidence, we are now left with uncertainty and even emptiness. And he finishes by... My friends, the answer to this existential crisis in America is not to become a Republican or it's not to become a Democrat. The answer is to return to the Judeo-Christian values upon which America was forged to restore our foundational commitment to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, 
to renew our relationship with our Creator and the eternal principles for a purposeful and meaning life. But he says, as we grow more and more untethered from our original values, we grow weaker as a nation. And folks, this is what I'm seeing right now. My question to you is, and to those that will watch this this evening and in the days to come, who, who is on the Lord's side? Do you still see this as a Christian nation? Or are you going with the huge tidal wave that's headed into the arms of the Antichrist? You say, Dave, I don't, I don't know if it's that serious. Listen to me. If the Bible gives a biblical foundational principle doctrine, and you can read that and then say, eh, I know the Bible says that, but I'm going to do, you know, the United States needs to do this. If it's diametrically opposed to the Bible, can you really say you're on the Lord's side? Let's just be honest here. I know there's a gravity to the program today, but the thing is, we've got to ask ourselves this because in the end time, there's going to be a separation. There's going to be those that move towards Jesus Christ, and there's going to be those that moved into the arms of the Antichrist. And I do not want you, having listened to this program, for me to, let's say, tiptoe through the tulips and say, well, you can pretty much do and live and have any mindset you want. The Bible says, because they receive not a love for the truth, that God would choose a strong delusion for them. I want it to be very serious, saying, who's on the Lord's side? You've got to make a decision at some point. When the tidal wave in America is saying, hey, let's just ride the wave of socialism and ride the wave of the LGBTQ agenda and the abortion agenda and all these other things, some people have to stand up and say, no, I will not do that because I love the truth. Our country was not based on those foundational principles. It was based on Judeo-Christian principles. David Friedman goes on. There's just a little bit more. He said, we are, we are a blessed nation because we are a nation of laws and a nation of values, a moral compass that comes from the Word of God. We are not created a nation of freelancers who chase the latest fad or half-baked theory all driven to self-validate our poorest choices. Our nation was founded on principles of personal responsibility, equality, opportunity, generosity, and accountability. Accountability to who? Number one, to God and to His Word. That's where we get a moral compass. When you move off of, off of God's Word, in which direction do you set your moral compass? It's whatever feels good, right? Whatever I feel like doing, that's okay because I don't have a moral compass anymore. But when I set my moral compass to God's Word, then I can stand sure on that fact that I am headed right in the, in the right direction and that is straight into the arms of Jesus Christ. Should the trumpet sound... I want my feet to leave the ground. And I will be held accountable for how I align my life up to that word. Now, I will say 
today, America is, if you follow the news at all, America is facing a crisis. There's a war on family, a war on individual liberties, a war on Christianity. There really is. I feel it. I feel, I mean, I can talk about things that are biblical values and get censored. We've been censored. We've had hundreds of our videos censored on YouTube and different uh, platforms. That's why we had to start Into the H+. So they would quit censoring us. Just for talking about biblical values that do, no, do not go along with the mainstream ideology. So the United States, again, founded on biblical values. People argue that. I, I've had people argue that. And I thought, what do you think those guys were doing? The United States founded on biblical principles... And God intended for America to, su- to support those values for the rest of our existence. It is what has made us so successful and such a blessed nation. But somewhere along the line, it seems as though a value-driven America has been replaced by an agenda-driven America. And what it is, folks, it's a power grab. Because... I know, I know thousands of people, personally, that love God. They serve God, they're aligning their life up to the Word of God, they love the truth, and they would never compromise. But I also know some people that, wow, 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 uh, have just completely thrown the Word of God in the trash can. I actually heard Nancy Pelosi say... I read where she said something about we need to pray for this abortion issue, that the abortion issue would stand. We need to pray for that? You guys, come on. I'm never going to pray for something that is diametrically opposed to the Word of God. Where has our moral compass went? The Bible says, because they received not a love for the truth, God would send them a strong delusion that they might believe a lie and be damned. I don't ever, ever, God, please help me that that would never happen to me, Dave Robbins, or End Time Ministries. And I I can tell you right now, with God's help, that's never going to happen. I'm going to stand for and teach the truth all the way to the end. But folks, we're fighting a spiritual battle here. And... We've got to make sure we're standing on the truth. And again, my question to you today is, who is on the Lord's side? Because that's that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where the separation is. Who's on the Lord's side and who's on the side of the Antichrist in the end time? Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. You subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time.
In. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the prophesied American-Israeli alliance, end-time do's and don'ts, and could school choice save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation... The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age... Go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. For just a moment here, let's erase the Republican, Democrat, independent labels, okay? I have very influential friends who are Democrats that do not agree with everything that's going on in Washington. Okay? And there are both Republicans and Democrats with bad intentions in Washington. So, I mean, forget the labels. I, ha- I-, I think a majority, the majority of Americans love America. Okay? Now, I know you, if you hear the news... It's, you know, that's not the case. But I think with the circles that I run in and the, the people that I meet, they love America. They, a lot of people just don't know what to do. However, there are some in all of my research that are endeavoring to fundamentally transform our country. And that is who I'm talking about today. And this goes way past Republican or Democrat, okay? This is a complete separation of Christian, biblical, foundational principles and a totally godless sect of individuals. No fear of God. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, okay? A healthy fear of God will keep you from doing some things that you shouldn't do. It's for your own safety, your protection. I mean, you, you, the fear of God, the beginning of wisdom. Some people have completely lost their fear of God. Let me tell you, that's a very, very dangerous situation. You'll do things you absolutely should not do when you lose your fear of God. You need to have a fear, a holy reverence for your Creator. Whether you believe in Him or not, He created you. And you need to have a holy fear and reverence for Him. So, end time separation. What do I mean by that? Revelation 13, 1 through 8. Now, normally, this is the, a, a prophecy of the one world government. But I want to read you people's reaction to the Antichrist and His one world government from Scripture. John said, Then I stood upon the sand of the sea. I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. Upon his ten horns, ten crowns, and upon his heads, a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw 
was like a leopard, had the feet of the bear, mouth of the lion, and he also had the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom. That's the world governing body. But listen at this. The dragon, Satan, gave him his seat, power, and his great authority. So dra- the, the, um, Satan is the driver behind this one world governing body. We have an administration who is totally 100% globalist. They believe in a world government. Who's the driver behind that? Satan. And the Bible says, And I saw one of the heads which had been mortally wounded and the deadly wound was healed. That's the healing of the Berlin Wall. I'm not going to get into all that. Uh, the Berlin Wall being torn down, the healing of the deadly wound. The, the nation, the Third Reich of Germany. But the Bible says, and this is what blows me away. And all the world marveled and followed the beast once that happened. They're going to be mesmerized by the deception and think that this world governing beast who is driven by Satan himself, that that's going to be a good thing. Hey, we'll just go into the arms of this world government. I I, I see people today, folks, that are being mesmerized by this. So the Bible says they worshipped... Now, this is Revelation 13, 1 through 8. Look it up. These individuals worshipped the dragon, or they worshipped Satan, who gave authority to the Antichrist and his one world governing system, that they would worship him, and they worshipped the, the beast, the Antichrist, saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue 42 months of that final three and one half years, which is the great tribulation. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those that dwell in heaven. And it was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, nation, and all who dwell on the earth. This is, this is what I want you to get. This is the separation in the end time I was talking about. All who dwell on the earth will worship Him. They will go into the arms of the Antichrist in the world governing system whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Is your name written in that book? And it's of utmost importance. I mean, it's the most important thing in your life. Make sure your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because you want to, if I was to ask you a question today, who's on the Lord's side? Those will, those will be the ones that, that are on the Lord's side in the end time. The Bible says everybody else is going to go right into the arms of the Antichrist. You say, well, why are we talking about this today? Because in America, there are people that have already, remember the Bible says, because they receive not a love for the truth. God would choose a strong delusion that they might believe things were right even though they weren't because they just didn't receive a love for the truth. They didn't care about God. They didn't care about the Word of God. They didn't care about none of that. They had their own selfish desires. Didn't want to set their moral compass towards the things of God. They wanted to set their moral compass towards evil things. And so God said, I can't help you. And the Bible says God chose a, would choose a strong delusion. Let me give you a few examples in America. 
LGBTQ lifestyles. The Bible versus same-sex marriage and LGBTQ lifestyles in general. The Bible clearly states that homosexuality is sin, according to Leviticus 20.13, Romans 1, 21-32, 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11. However, there are two types of people in America. There are those that believe the Bible, and there are those that simply do not. And my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, always told me, he said, I'm, I, because there was a time there when they were asking pastors on television, do you believe that homosexuality is a sin? Or do you believe that homosexuals will go to hell because it's a sin? And they were trying to pinpoint pastors. And my father-in-law said, I made up in my mind, if I ever got on a television interview or a radio interview, and they asked me that point blank, I would tell them, I believe like the Bible. Because at that point, then they have to say, well, I either believe the Bible or I don't. You see right where they're at. Rather than just pinpointing him, he was going to say, I just I believe in the Bible. Whatever the Bible says, that's what I believe. And then they would go to the Scriptures and then go down that route. Rather than saying, here's what I, Irvin Baxter, or here's what I, Dave Robbins, because I can tell you, I'll do the same thing. I'm on radio and TV interviews all the time. And when it all boils down to it, I'll tell the interviewer, I believe what the Bible says. Because I do. And so the Bible believers, when it comes to this topic, the Bible believers, they see that God created two genders. And only two genders, according to Genesis 1.26. Now... I'll read this slowly, and then you'll see what's going on in America. So Genesis 1.27, So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He, Him, male and female, created He, them. Now that's the Bible. That's what I believe. This is why true Christians cannot condone a transgender lifestyle choice. Because it goes against the Word of God. It's not because they don't like anybody or they're trying to harm anybody or discriminating against anybody. It's just, do you believe the Bible or don't you? Now, Bible believers see marriage defined by the Word of God as between one man and one woman. Way back in uh, Genesis uh, 2.24 Bible says Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother shall cleave unto his wife and they shall become one flesh. This is why Christians cannot participate in a same-sex wedding. All these bakers and florists and all these uh, the, the photographers they're not trying to harm anybody or to discriminate against anybody. They simply are saying the Bible says this That's what I believe. But those who do not believe the Bible have no moral compass. And as a result, they see Christians standing against homosexuality in our society as discrimination rather than a religious conviction. And this has resulted in, of course, humanistic solutions to a spiritual battle, right? 
Um, uh, let me give you some examples. In, in, right here in America, not overseas, in America. In February of 2017, the Trump administration revoked federal guidelines issued by former President Barack Obama that allowed public school students to use restrooms and other facilities corresponding with their gender identity. Only how they identified, not what was on their birth certificate, but yet how they identified. Well, Donald Trump said, no, President Obama, that's wrong, so he revoked that. Well, prior to his election, Joe Biden's presidential campaign website said that if elected, Joe Biden will ensure young LGBTQ plus people are supported and protected in our schools and college campuses by guaranteeing transgender students have access to facilities based on their gender identity. Only how they identify. I'm a young 18-year-old boy. I identify as a female, and I can go start changing in the girls' locker rooms. Okay? Joe Biden said on his first day in office, his website that Biden will reinstate the Obama-Biden guidance revoked by the Trump-Pence administration, which will restore transgender students' access to sports. Has that happened? Yes. Bathrooms and locker rooms in accordance with their gender identity? Yes. He will direct his Department of Education to vigorously enforce and investigate violations of transgender student civil rights. Now, you know, is this the America, really, that we want to live in? A nation where a a 16-year-old young man can decide he's a female and automatically be allowed to participate in girls' sports track where these guys are running off and leaving the girls. Their muscle, their, their structure, their whole body is made different than a girl. They're supposed to be able to beat them in a race or to beat them in wrestling or whatever else, uh, the um, volleyball or swimming. And to use girls' restrooms and change in their locker rooms. Now, some would say, oh yeah, Dave, right. Come on, man, you're making all this stuff up. No, 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 I'm not. The New York Post, in, back in January of this year, published an article that teammates, female teammates, said that they were uncomfortable changing in a locker room with a, a transgender um, University of Pennsylvania UPenn swimmer, Leah Thomas. Thomas, who was 22, spent three years swimming as in the men's team before he began transitioning to a lady... And I'll get to the rest of it. I'm coming to a break. I'm going to go through this Thomas again real quick. I want you to get this. This is happening in America, folks. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. 
Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. So, why are these UPenn uh, college females who are on the swim team, why are they uncomfortable about changing in the locker room with this guy named Leah Thomas? Well, Leah Thomas, 22, spent the previous three years swimming with the men's team before he began transitioning supposedly to a woman And he's created an uneasy environment in the locker room because he still retains his biological male genitalia, which are sometimes exposed and is still attracted, I guess, the article says, to women. And one one teammate told the Daily Mail that in an interview. Now, how uncomfortable would that be for your daughter to get a full-ride scholarship to UPenn and then to come home and say, there's a 22-year-old guy changing in our locker room. Now, our President of the United States is pushing that agenda, folks, and his administration. Now, these actions are diametrically opposed to the Bible. You see where I'm talking about the separation in the end time. You either believe the Bible and you'll align yourself up to the Bible... Or you don't believe the Bible, and you're going to go in the the opposite direction. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, well, I believe the Bible here, but I don't really agree with this part over here, so I'm just not going to do that. I'll do this, but I'm not going to do that. That's not how it works. You either love the Word of God, you love the truth, or you don't. You say, wow, Dave, that's a pretty hard statement. Listen, I've dealt with people for a long time long, long time. And I know the Word of God. I know what it says. And the Bible's very, very clear. You can't have it both ways. You either love God, you will cling to Him, or you will despise Him and cling to the other. So, again, my question to you today is, Who's on the Lord's side? That's what Moses wanted to know. When he come down off that mount, he was mad at the children of Israel. They were worshiping a golden calf, and he was up there getting the Ten Commandments. And he comes down and he says, I want to know one thing right now. Who's on the Lord's side? Period. That's what separates those that are on the other side and those are on the Lord's side. Who's on the Lord's side? Now, another one. Abortions. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto Him. So, a proud look, a lying tongue. Now, I don't know if I'll have time to get into this disinformation governance board. But that's creating a legal way for people to spread propaganda and lies. And they don't want you to say anything about it. You understand that, right? Maybe I'll get to it. I don't know. But these six things does the Lord hate, yea, seven are abomination unto him. Proud look, 
a lying tongue. Some people, I can't, man, I can't get off the lying tongue part. There are people that can tell lies today and just think, well, I, that's just the way I live my life. I'll just lie. And they get caught in a lie a week later and they're like, ah, you know, that's just the way politics is. No, that's not. God's watching every lie they tell. You think, well, the Biden administration is getting by with murder. Listen to me. The Biden administration isn't getting by with one thing. Every meeting they have, every underhanded deal that's been done over in um, Ukraine <clears throat> with all of those oil uh, uh, oligarchs and all these billionaires and all these different things, I'm telling you, not one meeting has ever went unnoticed. God's seen every one. Every lie that's ever been told, all of the propaganda and all of the stuff going on in Washington, God's watching the whole thing. None of this came as a surprise to God. God knows all this. So whose side am I going to be on in the end time? I'm going to be on the Lord's side. I'm not going to be worrying about what government's doing and, oh, I'm just shaking in my shoes. No, no, I'm not. I'm trusting in God, and I'm going to stick right by His Word. So, a proud look, a lying tongue. Hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that are swift in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soweth discord among the brethren. Now, I want to focus in on one statement there. Hands that shed innocent blood. Exodus 20, 13 says, Thou shalt not kill. You know that there have been over 63 million abortions that have occurred in the United States, not globally, in the United States since Roe versus Wade in 1973. And listen, those are the ones that we know about. That's not every... There, many, many abortions have happened in some backyard something, God forbid, but they've happened. And so the ones we know about are about 63 plus million. Imagine if every one of them... It's, it, you think that doesn't break God's heart? The Bible says, six things does God hate, seven are abomination unto Him. Hands that shed innocent blood. And I'm not even going to get into the partial birth abortion. When the government, uh, the governor in, I think it was North Carolina, one of them, forgive me if I'm getting it wrong, but he was pro-partial birth abortion. I did research on that and I got sick to my stomach. That is as satanic as it gets in my mind. So I'm not even going to get off into that. But the thing is, abortion... Now, I've had people argue that, and I've read articles and the statistics and all the different things about that a, um, a, a child can get so old, it's, it's only a clump of cells, and then it's all this. If it's growing, it's not just a clump of cells, it's alive. And so... A life begins at inception. I'm not going to get detailed into that, but I'm just telling you, that's when God sees a life begins. That's when the miracle happens and that life starts. And for that 
baby, that life, that human being, to get to two months or three months or whatever, and to decide, well, I just don't want this. And, you know, abortion. God's watching every one. And you say, wow, you're really coming down hard on this. I'm, I'm focused on the people who would push this and just push and push and push and push knowing that these scriptures are in the Bible and saying, oh no, Nancy Pelosi saying, well, let's pray about this. I don't have to pray about it. If it's in the Bible, that's what I believe. If I'm on a radio or television interview and somebody says, Pastor, what do you believe about abortion? I would say, I believe what the Bible says. And then let them speak. Because according to the Bible, abortion, wrong. You say, well, but Dave, it's a mother's right to choose. It's a mother's right to choose what she does with her own body. I agree, a thousand percent. But the baby inside you is not your body. There's two heartbeats. Which heartbeat are you going to stop? Think about that. If you're going to want to stop your own heartbeat, that's your choice. But it's not your choice to stop the other heartbeat. You say, man, there's a gravity to this program today. I understand that. But I'm focused on the people in Washington that are saying, we need to pray about this. Folks, you guys, we don't need to pray about that. This is scriptural. I agree with the Bible. Again, <coughs> my point is today, who's on the Lord's side? Just what Moses says to the children of Israel. Who's on, that's, the, that's the simple question. Are you on the Lord's side or are you not? Because I'm interested in seeing people get to heaven. And I know there are a million different scenarios out there, and you know, I'm not going to wade through all of that. I'm saying the people that are pushing laws right now, I had a friend of mine tell me about a girl who joined the Satanist church so that way she could retain her right to have an abortion because it's a religious right. Now, that's where the mindset in America is going, folks. Rather than saying, it's in the Bible, I know it's wrong, I'm just not going to do it. You know, the separation in the end time. I want to be on the Lord's side. I'm going to stand on the side of the Bible. That's what this nation was founded upon. And, but God has watched Many decisions since 1973. And God's watching what's going on in Washington right now. Don't you think He's not? God's taking everything into account. Everybody's going to give an account for the deeds done in this body. And so I'm going to align my deeds to the best of my ability up to the Word of God. If it says it in there, I'm going to have a holy reverence for God Almighty and say, you know what, Lord, if you don't like that, I'm going to do the best I can not to do that. And that's pleasing to the Lord. And 
I saw an article, uh, CNBC, that Biden is defending abortion rights after that leak of the Supreme Court draft that would possibly strike down Roe v. Wade. Man, when I, I mean, so there's this bombshell report that came out by Politico a week or so ago about uh, that draft of an opinion written by um, Supreme Court Justice Alito on the case involving Mississippi's restrictive new abortion law and, um, which has been blocked by lower federal courts. And then the leaked draft indicates that a majority of the Supreme Court has voted to overturn that nearly 50-year-old Roe v. Wade ruling, along with another decision that affirmed there is a constitutional right to abortion. Now, what, the, what does that do? It brings it right back down to the states. I understand that. Some states have a trigger ready to pull that would not allow any abortions, but there are people that are going to fight that to the nth degree. I understand all that. But still, it's a win. If, if it happens, which it appears that it, it's highly likely that it will, that's a win. And is it a spiritual revival? It could be a part of it. Uh, because I know a lot of people have been praying about that for years and years and years and years. I want a spiritual revival in America. A spiritual revival would help to align people back up that moral compass where it needs to be aligned, and that's with the Word of God. So, wow, I, mean, I didn't even get them near my program, but I, I just think that Sometimes we've got to realign and say, okay, I know all this chaos is going on. The Ukraine-Russian thing and Taiwan and the, you know, uh, this central bank's digital currency and, I mean, everything that's going on. Abortion, the LGBTQ stuff. But at the end of the day, the question is simply, are you on the Lord's side? Do you believe the Bible and are you going to stand by the Bible? Or, do you, or can you rationalize and say, well, I just don't see it that way. I'm not going to pay any attention. That's up to you. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.